Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Amen. Wonderful. You may be seated. Hallelujah. How many of you are excited to be in church this morning? Wow. What a blessing. Wow. Anyway. I want to announce a program to you. Can you please put my flyer up for me? Sit by your soul. Uh, starting from next Sunday, we are running this for, I think, four Sundays. Okay? Four Sundays. From next Sunday, we are, run, we are having dressed-down evangelistic services. Okay? Now, you can see there. It says, sit by your soul. What does it mean? Come with somebody and sit by the person. Okay, so starting from next Sunday, every single one of us, even if today is your first time, somebody invited you and you came, when you are coming, come with somebody. Okay, invite a friend. So leave this place with a decision. I'm going to invite Tobeka. Not this Tobeka, another Tobeka. Okay, and I'm going to make sure that Tobeka is sitting next to me. So even tell your neighbor who's sitting by you right now that next week you can't sit here. Do you get it? Bringing is going to sit there. So find another seat for yourself. Amen. amen. Say another amen. amen. Now we are running it for four Sundays. So 21st, 28th, 4th, and then 11th of September. Okay? For, and we are dressing down. Dress down. Some of you are already dressed down. You don't like, just dress down. You know. Dress down basically means you can't wear baby shark. Uh-huh. Yeah, big shark, sorry. Big shark, no more these type of... We are wearing jeans, T-shirts. Um, do you get that's dress down? Okay, not remove your dress. Dress down. <laughs> Thank you very much. Do you get it? Uh-huh. So we can all feel, you know. You get what I'm saying? Can somebody say Amen. Yeah, so starting from next Sunday, so the date on the flyer will change, okay? This was just uh, some, something, it will change, but it starts from next Sunday, okay? Let's all be determined that God will use our lives to build his church. Amen. 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 Say another amen. amen. Wonderful. Turn your Bibles with me to Hebrews chapter 10. Today, I begin a new series with you. Um, which will run through the period that we are having this dressed-down evangelistic service, all right? Somebody say amen. amen. Hebrews chapter 10, I'm reading from verse 23, okay? Hebrews 10, 23. I'm preaching about, you can call my, my message, I'm preaching about coming to church, okay? That's, that can be the big head and why you must come to church, but you will hear as we go on, okay? Hebrews chapter 10, I'm reading 23, says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Okay, he says, we should hold fast to our faith. Okay, without falling away. To waver is to fall away. 
without falling away. We should hold on. If we say we are believers or we are Christians, let us hold fast to it. Because God who has called us is faithful. Amen. 24. And let us consider one another to provoke one another unto love and unto good works. He says, so let's think of each other and let us provoke one another. Let's encourage one another. Let's drive one another. Let's challenge one another unto one, love. And the second one, good works. Amen. He says, let's, let's provoke one another. Let your pray. You see, like there are some people when you are with them, you study more. Just as there are some people when you are with them, you drink more. Yeah, yeah. Do, 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 do you understand? Yeah, there are some people, when, depending on who you, are, who are, who you are with and what you do. Some people provoke you to do the right thing. Some people provoke you to pray. Some people provoke you to do foolish things. So if you were to avoid them, you will be free. Hallelujah. Am I saying something? If you are without them, you will be free. Oh, yes. You will be free. But when you are for as long as you are with them, you continue to struggle with the things that you are struggling with. And he says here, as Christians, let us provoke one another and encourage one another in, 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 in love to start with and, and to good works. That by our interaction, you want to be better. You want to be a better you. You want to do well. You want to serve God more. Amen. Next verse. 25 is where I'm going. It says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another so much the more as you see the day approaching. He says, let us not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, which is the coming together. Amen. Amen. Assembling means to come, to assemble means to put something together. Assembling means to come together. Do you, do you understand? If you went to high school, primary school, we have days that we go for assembly. We come together. Uh-huh. He says, so we as Christians also, we shouldn't forsake it. We shouldn't stop it. We should keep coming together. Why? Because the day that Jesus is coming is fast approaching. Amen. So I'm preaching about the assembly. That's why I said, as we go on, you'll find the right, the right title for it. So we come together. He says we should, we should, we shouldn't force, we shouldn't neglect it. We should come to, we should come together. And the only way we come together is when we come to church. We come together in church. So he says, don't forsake coming to church as other people do. It means there were, there are people who are like that. They, when it comes to coming to church, I mean, they come to church like, anyway, like your monthly salary. Once a month. I almost said a menstrual period, but let me stay with monthly salary. First Thessalonians chapter 2, I'm reading verse 18. It says, Wherefore we, we would have come unto you, even I, Paul, once and again, but Satan hindered me. He said, I wanted to come to you. I wanted to come where you are. I wanted to come. He says, we would have come to even me myself. Sometimes things happen, and I send people there. Sometimes, also, when it happens, I go myself. Now, when I go myself, the people that I go to, they are surprised that I've come myself. Do you get by the grace of God? God has blessed us with a couple of pastors. So, if there's something, there's always a pastor to send. 
Do you see? But sometimes the situation is so dire that I go myself. Okay. One day we were going for an event. I realized that my pastors cannot go. The timing was not the best. So I told them, you know something, let me go. The rest of you stay and do what must be done, but let me go. When I go, me alone, when I get there, the people will think that the whole church has come because they can see me. So I told my pastor, you go and I will go myself. And I went myself. Hallelujah. Do you get so? So Paul says, we wanted to come to you. Even me, myself, I wanted to come back. Guess what? Satan hindered me. Satan stopped me. He said, we wanted to assemble. We wanted to gather. But who stopped us? I said, who stopped us? When you are supposed to come to church, you don't come to church. Guess who stops you? Well, you can look at me from this side. I can see you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. The only person who stops, the, the only person who hates it when we come together is Satan. It's Satan. He doesn't hate it when you go and watch soccer. He doesn't hate it when you go and watch a series, when you go and watch movies, when you go out chilling, when you go to McDonald's. The only time he becomes aggressive is when you say you want to go to church. And Paul said, Satan hindered us. So Satan is the one who hates it when we come together. So today I'm sharing with you why the devil hates the assembly. Why? Why does Satan do so much? I mean, you ate something on Friday, you could have had a running tummy on Saturday. It won't happen. Sunday morning, the running tummy has started. You wonder, ah, but you had the whole of Saturday. If you weren't happy in my stomach and you wanted to come out, why didn't you come out on Saturday? He said, no, I want to come out on Sunday. Satan is at work. Tell your neighbor, anytime you don't come to church, Satan is working. Don't be afraid of your neighbor. Tell your neighbor. Uh, You say you won't say it. It's Satan who's telling you not to say it. Yeah. It's Satan who hates the assembly. He hates us coming together. And today I'm answering the question, why, why, why does he hate it so much? If you were to know why Satan hates it, you will put more effort to coming together than, than just say, oh, then you take it like that. Yeah. Sometimes small, the weather is cold. You say, oh, it's cold. Oh. Sometimes the weather is hot. Oh, it's, yeah, chase. Oh, oh, oh. Kushushu. I mean, small, your head is achy. I'm pretty here with the flu. You, if you know the amount, the amount of medication I've taken to stand, you even think I'm on drugs. Yeah, when we come out, I'm feeling, I'm feeling drowsy. I didn't want to say it to the ladies because they will be, they will start to, ah! because I'm the one driving. <laughs> yeah, so I told only the guy. Yeah, but I'm here. You're small challenge. You don't want to come. Do you know the reason why Satan is working? Why? Number one, Satan hates the assembly because it causes the presence of God to be there. Is the first reason. The first reason why Satan hates the assembly is because of the presence of God. The presence of God. He hates it because the presence of God is in the assembly. 
Anytime we gather, the presence of God is here. So he hates it. He doesn't want you to come into the presence of God. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. He will let you go to the nightclub. He will let you sleep in somebody else's room, which is not your room, where you are not supposed to be sleeping. And the security man has done a head count and, and there's overload. The building is sinking because of your presence. But he will let you be there. Yeah, yeah. He won't argue. He won't complain. He will allow you to be there. He will allow you to be there fully. But to come into the church so that the presence of God will fill your life. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. I said, oh, no. Tell your neighbor, oh, no. Matthew 18, 20. The Bible says that where two or three of you are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in their midst. Anytime we gather, God shows up. Amen. 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 Today, the presence of the Lord is here. Oh, yes. The presence of the Lord is here. When we gather in church, God's presence comes. And Satan knows the things that can change in your life when God's presence comes. In God's presence. So because of that, he will do everything possible to prevent you from coming into the presence of God. From today, don't give in to that anymore. Amen. Tell Satan, I've fallen for this trick for a long time. Now my eyes are open. Amen. It will never happen again. Amen. Look at a scripture in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 5. I'm reading from verse 4. It says, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together... And my, and my spirit with the power of the Lord Jesus Christ to deliver such a one unto Satan for the destruction of his flesh that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. So here Paul, somebody had misbehaved in the church. Okay. And Paul was saying, let's sack this person from the church. When you misbehave in church, sometimes you must be sacked. When you misbehave at work, you are sacked. When you misbehave at school, you are sacked. Why shouldn't you be sacked? Are you quiet? Oh, yes. It says, but it says, when you are gathered together, verse 4, you are gathered together. That's when you assemble. When you come to church, and my spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus. That's when you gather the power of our Lord Jesus Christ comes there. That's why when people are in church, you see they are healed, they are, they are, think they are delivered from many things by just being in church. But Satan knows it. Satan knows it. So he doesn't want you to come. That's why coming to church is a struggle for you. Satan, Paul says, Satan hindered us. He stopped us. He prevented us from coming to church. From coming together. From today. May you be in church all the time. Amen. Yeah. Don't take chances anymore. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm in my room. I'm listening to gospel music. Is that same room that somebody came to sleep with your roommate today? Where was the power of the gospel music at that time? Demons are moving. Do you know the people who have used that room before you came? 
Some of the demons that are in those rooms, they were there even before you were born. They were there during the days of apartheid. Yeah, you have now come to meet them. So, I'm praying God's promise. I'm praying Tetele Kosi Kosi Kosi. Rebecca, I'm enjoy Rebecca there. Oh please. The presence of the Lord is in his house, in the church, and you must always come to enjoy it. You must always come to enjoy. Never be there and say, it's Sunday, it's church, I'm tired. Church starts at 11. How lazy are you? I mean, you can be lazy by 11 o'clock. Lazy is too much. If you are 11 o'clock lazy, you need to see a doctor. Medically, there's a problem. Yeah, medically. Either you have triponosomiasis, insomnia, one of these sicknesses. Yeah. Church fly disease, one of these things. I'm telling you, I'm see, you see, uh, the way I say it sounds funny, so you think I'm joking, but I'm not joking. It's, these are all medical conditions, and you need to see a doctor. 11 o'clock lazy. I mean, 6 o'clock lazy. I understand. 7, fine. 8, you are pushing it. But I will allow. 9 o'clock, that's too much. 11! That's a medical emergency. We should dial 911 and call the ambulance to come for you. Yeah. Oh, yes. Acts chapter 4. The presence of the Lord is here. As we are sitting here, God's presence, God's presence is here. The reason why you can't see it or you can't feel it is because you don't know the presence of God. But if you knew, you will know. I mean, some of you know perfumes. So when your neighbor sits next to you, you can tell whether what she's wearing is Chanel, what again? Gucci, what? Elizabeth Aden, Elizabeth Aden, okay. Which one? Lady One Million, Paco Rabani. Oh, okay. One million. Avon. Play girl. Okay. No problem. Red door. Christian Dior. Oh, okay. Red door. Uh-huh. What? Good girl. Wow. Those of you at this place, why? What do you use? Curry powder. X. No, that's deodorant. We are talking about perfumes. This is deodorant. Deodorant. Brothers, your time is coming. Your time is coming. So, but if you don't know perfumes, you just be sitting. So, she's smelling nice, but you don't know what it is. Do, do, do you understand? You just know that there's a nice smell coming from this sister or this brother. But you, but those who know, they know. Yeah, some can tell you quality. Yeah, some of you smell like an Indian shop. Anyway. <laughs> Say amen. Yeah. The same way, if you knew the presence of God, you will be able to tell this is the presence of God. This is the presence. May God open your eyes to his presence so that when you come to church, you can see it. You can see it. You can enjoy it. 
You can see it and enjoy it. Yeah. It says, verse 31, please. Acts 4, 31. It says, and when they had prayed, they had come to church. And when they had prayed, the place was shaking where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. That's the presence of God. And speak the word of God with boldness. When they prayed, so the place began to shake. They were filled with the presence of God. As you come to church, may you be filled with the presence of God. I said, may you be filled with the presence of God. When you are in your room, hardly will you be able to pray and shake. That you have prayed. That even if you don't pray. But even those who pray, hardly will you pray in your room and you, the place starts to shake. But it's in the church of God that we pray and we see different manifestations. Why? Because the presence of God is here. The presence of God is here. Number two. Second reason why the devil hates the assembly. Because the deceptions of the devil are exposed in the assembly. The deceptions of the devil. Even just by what I've said so far, I've exposed one of the things that the devil is deceptions of the devil. You thought that you are the reason why you don't come to church regularly. But today you know that it's Satan who makes you not come to church regularly. Okay. See, if I were to have met you outside, I'd say, your master is Satan. You say, oh, how can Bishop say such a wicked thing? I am my own boss. You are not your own boss. The devil is your boss. When you give in to him. Yeah. So as I've told you now, that it's the devil that makes you not want to come to church. Immediately you wake up on a Sunday, something is telling you not to come. You say, hey, Satan. Get behind me. Yeah. May the control of Satan break over your life today in the name of Jesus. Revelations 12, I'm reading verse 9, it says, and the, and the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan. Revelations 12, 9. And Satan, which deceived the whole world, he was cast out into the earth, and his angels cast out with him. Hallelujah. It says that Satan was cast out. What does he do? He says he deceives the whole world. Satan is a master deceiver of the world. Now, when you come to church, his deceptions are exposed to you. To be deceived is to be led to believe something that is not true. Yeah. One of Satan's deceptions, Cora, is that Oh, I'm too young. I'm, let me, let me have, make time for myself. I'll serve God when I'm old. I'll serve God when I'm old. Yeah, Satan has so many deceptions. So when you are there by yourself, you feel, oh, it must be true. Young people don't serve God. Young people don't have to. I met a guy from, from Russia. His name was Dimitri. Say Dimitri. I met a Russian boy called Dimitri. His father is from Russia. His mother is from Barcelona, Spain. He told me, he said, Pastor, I'm at that age that you know you don't have time for God. A teenager, 18-year-old boy from Russia, Moscow, Russia, Dimitri. He told me, I'm, I'm 18. And he told me, Pastor, you know, at that age when you don't have time for God. I said, I don't know. 
I think that's the time to serve God. I don't know. 18 years, that's the time to serve God. How much of life do you know? That's the time to serve God. But these are all Satan's deceptions. Oh, I've come to fast there. I've always been praying to come to the university. I've come all the way from Kofim Baba. Now that I've come to Deban, I mean Deban, South Africa's playground, they are going to hear of me one way or another. Oh, yes. Let me do this. Let me do that. Young people don't serve God. But when you come to church, you see everybody's young. Everybody's young. Then you ask each other, I thought you said young people don't serve God. Who are these young people in the, in the church? Or Satan tells you, church is boring. Church is boring. When you come, you say, ah, why, why, why did you say church is boring? Because I see everybody's happy there. Look, last week we were standing outside. A group of boys were coming to church. They were a little late. So we're waiting for them. I think they had some a game in the morning, so they were coming a little late. As we were standing there waiting for them, when they saw us, they smiled, they were coming, we were welcoming. Then they heard the praise and worship. Their favorite song, their favorite track was playing. They left, they left Pastor Lungani and I said, they are dancing, they are finishing their dance. So please, we'll see you later. <laughs> Even this later, later. And they rushed, they left us, and they came into the church to come and dance. Yeah. So Satan would deceive you and say, oh, because serving God is boring. But when you come and you see like-minded people who are doing the same thing Satan is trying to stop you from doing, immediately the deception is exposed. Ha! No, no, Satan was lying to me. As a young lady, Satan will lie to you. Look, sleep with anybody who wears pants. Do your best. Do your best. Then he will give you quotations like, you only live once, YOLO. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Do this. Look, one day I counseled a young lady, 18-year-old girl, and she was having problems with fornication. Fornication is having sex with somebody you have not married. So I, as we talked, I told her, delete everybody Delete, no, block, block, ne? Yeah, block all the people on your phone that have slept with you. Within one hour, she blocked 84 people. I, I, I. I thought you trusted me as your pastor. The, the way you are responding is like you don't trust me. That I'm telling you. Anger, okay. 84. I'm telling you. I, I can, you see, I can show it to you on my phone. I can show you the screenshot of the number of people who are blocked. It's just that on the screenshot, her name will be up there. So it will cost, yeah, security for security reasons. But I'm telling you a truth. 84. Look, if it's not for the grace of God, it's fault. It's fault. (laughs) 
the pistons are broken, I'm telling you. <laughs> and I realized that, listen, listen up. I realized that that particular lady, look, when you show her love, she only thinks of one thing. Yeah, that's all she thinks about you. As soon as you are kind to her, she thinks this is why you are kind to her. Yeah. Destroyed. So you are sitting here, you are a young lady hearing me. I'm telling you, don't say things like, oh, it doesn't spoil, it doesn't finish, it doesn't. Look, your soul is finishing. Your soul is, your soul will finish. So you will see, like, this girl, she told me, any guy I see, I want to do something wicked to the person. So, and, so I said, me that I'm sitting here, do you want to do something wicked to me? Oh, no, Bishop, you are... Bi-. But that's it. It's like, as soon as it's like a wicked... A, it's like, I mean, do something to, to hurt this guy. Why is it so? The soul is spoiled. Hey, Bishop, why are you not talking about the brothers? The brothers, their, their case is worse. Yes, oh yes. Oh yes. Sister Jose, strike everybody. Be like John Wick. Kill everybody in town. No problem. It's just a matter of time. You see that you can't be happy anymore. You cannot be happy anymore. Yeah, so you see, you see a lot of these grumpy 35-year-old men, every day they are angry at something. Sometimes it's because of nothing can make them happy. They can't be happy anymore. They've exhausted their happiness threshold. Nothing can make you, nothing satisfies you anymore. So you always have a hunger that is insatiable, that is not satisfied. So every day you are chasing something, but you can't find it. And you are doing that for the rest of your life. But when you are young and we tell you, so, oh, look, timer, your time has passed. It's our time now, it's the new age. But it's when you come to church, when we assemble, that's when these things are, these deceptions are exposed to you. Then you see. That's why you must come to church. I told you, put your hands together. Yeah. That's when it's exposed. Hallelujah. Number three. Number three. That Satan hates the assembly because the voice of the devil is si- his voice is silenced or lowered. His voice is silenced or lowered. Anytime we come to church, the voice of the devil is silenced or lowered. There are some of you as you are sitting here now, Satan is trying to talk to you, but he cannot speak out loud, so you are not hearing him clearly. Why? Because I'm preaching. I'm preaching. So, although he's talking, because I have a microphone, my voice is louder than his voice. But if you were in your room, that's when suicidal thoughts will occur to you. Oh, life is meaningless. Life doesn't mean anything. Let me kill myself and end it. Let me do It's a demonic spirit. It's an evil spirit. Hallelujah. First Corinthians, let's read this scripture. First Corinthians 14, verse 10. It says, There it may be so many kinds of voices in this world and none of them is without signification. 1 Corinthians 14.10. It says, there are so many voices in this world 
and none of them is without signification. It means there are so many things trying to speak to you, and each of them has a meaning. Each of them has an impact. Each of them has an impact. You are a product of the people who have been speaking to you. Your life is a result of the speakings that have been spoken to you. So depending on who speaks to you and what you become. Depending on who's talking to you. Oh, yes. Depending on who's talking to you. Depending on the voices you have heard. The voice of your mother. Voice of your grandmother. Voice of your friend. Voice of your lecturer. Those of you in university, you see that the lecturers, they only come and they talk to you. Four years time, you become an engineer. Four years time, you become a lawyer. Three years time, you get a degree in something, social work, public development, this, that. What did they do? They were just talking to you. If talking had no signification, you won't become a doctor by talking. You become a lawyer by talking. You become an accountant by talking. It's just by them talking to you. So your life is influenced by the person who talks to you. Check who your friend is. If they speak wise things to you, the Bible says, walk with the wise and you will be wise. Walk with fools and you will be a fool. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, many voices are there and all these voices are trying to influence you. They are all trying to influence you. And one of the key voices that, are trying, that is trying to influence us is the voice of the devil. And when we come to church, for the time that we are in church, his voice is silenced. Or the volume of it is lowered. It's lowered. That's why you are safe in the presence of God. That's why anytime you come to church, you are safe. At least for that two hours, you won't hear the voice of the devil again. Yeah, for that two hours. Sometimes the devil can say, you are good for nothing. Oh, as for you, you can never. Sometimes even whilst you are coming to church, he's telling you, you they, ah, why are you going to church? When good people are going to church, you too, you are going to church. Ah, you, you will never change. You can never succeed. You can never do well. And then you'll be speaking these things to you. You can never do well. You will never become anything. Sit down with me. And then when you come to church, you now start to hear the voice of God. Say, I will use your life for something. You can become something good. You can become something great. Your life is not a waste. Yes, you made a mistake, but there's a turn around. I'll give you another chance. I'll be merciful unto you. I'll be good to you. Yeah. But when you are at home, you will never hear these things. So you'll be sitting in your sorrow. Sometimes something bad happens in your life. You are so hurt. You are so depressed. You'll just be in your room crying. But when you come to church, you can't cry anymore. You can hear God's encouragement lifting you up. So the you see, and don't say that, oh, you see, but it's uh, paining me. That's why I'm crying. Listen, one of the things Satan does, he milks on the things that happen to you. So he knows that this is your soft spot. He will milk on it so that it goes in deeper and deeper. So every day you are sad. Bishop, I really love this girl, you know. I love this girl so much. (laughs) She broke my heart. (laughs) I can't put it together again. Now I'm using only half of my heart. But I'm moving around with. The other side is a load shedding. Satan knows it, so he'll milk it. God has a fantastic, a good girl for you that he's preparing for you. He needed this bad girl to live your life for this good girl to enter. 
you are still crying over this bad, this girl. I mean, look, do you know bad, bad, bad? Oh, you'll be shocked how bad she is. Yeah. Michael Jackson bad. B-A-D. Yeah? But he's just trying to take her out so that a good one will come in. Sometimes you are a lady. God is just trying to remove some naughty boys from your life so that a good person who will respect you and honor you and cherish you will come into your life. But Satan will milk on that one. So instead of healing for so that the new thing will come, Satan will milk on it so much that you, you will see you, you are never ready. Yeah. So Jesus said in Luke 18, 8, he says, take heed therefore. 8, 18 says, take heed therefore how you hear. Jesus said, be careful of the things you hear. Be careful of the things you hear. Some of the musics we hear... It's not good. It doesn't build faith in us. Yeah. Doesn't, look, music is made for different people. There are some music, if you listen to it, the next thing you want to do is to have sex. There are some songs, if you listen to it, the next thing you want to do is to kill yourself. Yeah. If you are somebody you listen to heavy metal music a lot, you become suicidal. You become suicidal. Because the spirit behind the mu- that music is suicide. Some of the songs you listen, it's like watching pornography. When you finish, it's only one thing you want to do. It's to pornograph. <laughs> oh, Yes. Let me give you an example okay. of a song that makes you suicide, a heavy metal. Do you know heavy metal music? Yes. Rock music. Do you know the title of that song? The Final Countdown. So they sing, It's the final countdown. Do you know that after they recorded that song and they played it, that then they went on top of a building and they jumped and killed themselves? That particular song. What you have heard is the remix. That's the one of... No, they play and then they jump off. They kill themselves. It's called heavy. So heavy metal, well, if you have played drums before, heavy metal, you don't play the, the, the drum. It's a, you play the metal. That's why it's called heavy metal. So you hear a lot of crashes. It's called heavy metal music. It leads to suicide. Most people who listen to it is, there's even now a drag around. When you smoke, you feel like jumping off a building. Those of you are experimenting with smoking things. Be careful. Yeah. So Jesus said, be careful of the things you hear. Be careful. Take heed. Therefore, how you hear. Yeah. Number next one. How many have I given you? Three. Number four. The tricks of the devil are exposed in the assembly. 
Ephesians 6, 11, it says, Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the tricks of the devil. The word wiles is an old word for tricks. The tricks of the devil. The tricks of the devil. It says, Put on the whole armor of God so that you'll be able to stand against the tricks of the devil. Satan tricks us into things. How many of you have done things you didn't know that this is, that this is how it will turn out? Yeah. The one you say, ah, if I knew, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Trick, Satan will just trick you. Sometimes you are sitting in church nicely, happy, going and coming. Then Satan will tell you, oh, just, you see, this church is too much, it's too much, too much, too much church. Too much, too much church. So go and roam around a little and come. Sometimes you can't say, oh, you are missing, you see your friend, you see your roommate, she has an iPhone, she has this, she has money, she has data all the time, she has everything, today she's out for lunch, tomorrow she's out for dinner, she's here, she's there, and you look at you every day, church, every day, church, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down a little, and try this thing once, try this thing once, try. Be, be afraid of things that you try once. Yeah. So be careful, so, but my roommate is okay. Look, there are some people, they are smoking. Nothing happens to them. They smoke everything. From cigarette to daha to H to this, everything. Nothing happens to them. Then somebody just says, I'm trying. Do you have a pen or something? A smokeable or something? And then he just takes one. I saw a video of a guy, he just, first time, he pulled one. <coughs> he just got up there, was a bucket there. He tried to enter into the bucket. Then suddenly, some of the smoke is stuck here. Look, when you see guys with big heads, sometimes the smoke has stuck. Some of the smoke is stuck here. It's not coming out. So from that time, when he's walking, he can hear music. Yeah, some of the mad people you see around, there, it's not everywhere that is mad though. It's just that when they are walking in town, they can hear music playing. So they are walking and they are done. Yeah. They are, they, look, everywhere is normal. It's just small smoke is stuck in only one pipe. Not everywhere, just one pipe. So when the thinking is going, when it gets there, then it blocks. So you see that every day they are walking, they are leaning to their left. Yeah, it's like they need wheel alignment. They are walking, but they are always <laughs> You think it's a new walking style, but is there, something is blocked here. Once, just try. A girl, she told me. My friends were talking about sex. This, I went to try it once. Boom, I was pregnant. I said, how did you drop out of school? She said, I got pregnant. I said, how did you get pregnant? So, my friends... They always said, oh, this, that, this, this. I used to picture, what will it be? What will it be like? How is it going to be? When is it going to be? And then one afternoon, I went to work. I was doing, I was in between school. So I was doing some small side job. Then that day, I think the power went off. So they sent us home early. 
I'm telling you too many details of the story. But they sent us home early. One thing led to another. I went with my work colleague. One brother, boom, water passed under the bridge. By the time, the next time I realized, boom, I'm pregnant. I had to drop out of school. Yeah. I had to drop out of school. And I couldn't continue school again. I asked, were you doing well? He said, I was doing very well in school. But I couldn't go back. The tricks. The tricks. The tricks. Right now, I'm I'm dealing with one sister who we're doing everything with nicety. Suddenly, she wants to experience the world. We've done everything to rescue her from, from it, but it's like she's determined. I mean, she's determined like a witch to experience it. So now we can't do anything. We just have to watch. Yeah, please take your smoky pen. As you are sitting in church, the tricks of the devil are being exposed. They've been taken. We are revealing inside that you can be free of them. I see you becoming free of the tricks of the devil. The tricks. Satan, that's, Satan cannot get you to do anything. He, he just has to trick you. That's the only way he can get you. Trick you. Trick you. May you never fall for his tricks again. In the name. Number five. The devil hates the assembly because... He is rebuked directly in the assembly. I close with this one. He is rebuked directly in the assembly. Mark chapter 1, I'm reading 21, 2 to 25. He is rebuked directly. To rebuke means to shout at somebody. So if you are doing something, somebody is doing something, stop what you are doing. That's, That's what it means to rebuke. Sharply. To shout at somebody sharply. He says, 21 says, and they went, 21, and they went into Capernaum, and straight away on the Sabbath day, he entered into the synagogue and taught. So it was a Sunday, so he entered into church and he started to teach them. 22. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one with authority, not as a scribe. Next verse. And they were, and, and they, and there was in their synagogue in the church a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried. So there was a guy sitting there who had a demon, a demon possessed. Some, some, some guy was there. If you are here, there's a demon. You may come out so that you'll be free in the name of Jesus. Next verse, saying, "Let saying." So the demon started to talk to Jesus as he was. He says, "Let us alone." What have we to do with thee? Thou Jesus of Nazareth, art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. Next verse. And Jesus rebuked him saying, hold your peace, come out of him. So the demon started to scream as the preaching was going on. Started to scream. As the preaching was going on, that hey, who, why have you come to destroy? Leave us alone, let us be free. Hey, hey. Jesus rebuke him sharply. When you come to church, demons are rebuked. You see, we don't have to even do deliverance. Come, come out, come out. As we are preaching the word, demons are. Give me some, I think 107 verse 20 or something like that. Or some 20 verse 7, one of them. But he spake his word to them and they were deli- he delivered them from their destruction and healed them. Just as when the word of God is coming, as you are sitting here in the spirit, 
or in the spirit realm, there's a lot of work going on. Demons are being removed. From, when I say, if you are here, you have a demon, may it come as well, me, I don't have a demon. You'll be surprised. All of us, there are, I mean, there are demons moving around. But as the word is coming, demons are being taken out of you. You don't even know about it, but they are being taken out. No, 107 verse 20. Demons are being, as the word of God is coming, demons are being, demon of fornication is being taken out of you. Demon of lust is being taken out of you. Even demon of foolishness is being taken out of you. Deception is being taken out of you. Is it like the first deception we dealt with is the fact that it's Satan who stops you from coming to church. You thought you stop you from coming to church. But Satan will stop you from coming to church. When the, his power is broken over your life, coming to church will be easy for you. Amen. He says, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. What delivered them from their destruction? The word. What healed them? The word. So as we are preaching, so churches that preach the word, you see the church is growing because they preach the pure word of God. They don't need to say, hey, be free, be loose. No, no, no. The word of God has enough power as it's coming into you. As you are listening to it, there's enough power in the word of God to break that demon out of you. The Bible says that the word of God is quick and powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing to the dividing asunder. Soul and spirit and joint and marrow. Yeah. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the people. That's why, that's how come that when pastor is preaching, you would think somebody has gossiped to him about you. Yeah. I mean, many of you, I don't even know where you live. I don't know you from anywhere. I don't, I don't know where you, I don't even know your life back there. But when I'm preaching, it's almost like, hey, who told, maybe it's Pastor Lungan. It's the word. Of, it's not me. It's the, if, if you come and ask me after church, I will not even remember. It's the word of God. The word of God has a way of telling what is going on in our minds, in our hearts. It's a, it's a discerner of the thoughts that's in your mind and intent of the heart. That's God's word. It's only when you come into the assembly that this power is released into your life. Then demons are being taken out. Things are being, you don't even know. Things are being, the devil is being rebuked, taken out of you. So you saw you were coming. When you were coming, you were heavy. But as you are in the church, suddenly you are light. You feel, ah, okay, you are wondering why. I thought for me to feel, okay, pastor has to lay hands on. No, the word of God is, has enough power to take that weight off you. From today, never miss, there should never be a Sunday that you won't come to church. Yeah, there should never be a Sunday. Oh, yes. That you won't show up in church. That they, they are having church and I'm not there. No, 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 no. Something must be terribly wrong for that to happen to me. I pray that God will plant your feet in the house of the Lord from today in the name of Jesus. May the voice of the devil be silenced in your life. May his deceptions be exposed. May his tricks be exposed. May his voice be silenced in the name of Jesus. That you can serve God freely and be in church regularly without anything hindering you in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer. Stand to your feet. Just for a minute or so, I want you to pray for yourself and say, Lord, as I've heard your word, Holy Spirit, minister to me the spirit of your word in the name of Jesus. 
begin to pray this prayer quickly as we close. Lord, thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, minister to my heart what you are telling me. Minister to my heart what you are telling me. What you are telling me through your word. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Speak, Lord. Holy Spirit, minister to us from your word that has been preached to us, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. My God. Thank you, O God. Thank you, O God. Thank you, O God. Holy Spirit, minister to everybody, Lord. Minister to everybody, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are here. Father, thank you. In the name of Jesus, let your spirit minister to everybody as you have spoken to us. Let the word continue to burn in our hearts. In the name of Jesus. As we go home, let it burn. As we sleep, let it burn. As we wake, let it burn. Cause our hearts to meditate on it and to think through it and make our lives better lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 You are here this, okay, you can clap free of charge. All right. I want to pray with you. You want to invite Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and your Savior. Without Jesus in your heart as your Lord and Savior, if you die, you will go to hell. But you don't want to go to hell when you die. And God also doesn't want any of us to go to hell when we die. So he sent his son Jesus to be our savior, to pay the price for us so that you and I, our sins can be forgiven. The reason why we go to hell is because of our sins. So through Jesus, our sins will be forgiven so that we can go to heaven when we die. You are here this morning and say, Pastor, please pray with me to welcome Jesus into my heart to be my Lord and my savior. If you are here like that, I want you to every eye closed so that we can give privacy to each other. If you are here like that, I want you to lift up your right hand and I will pray with you wherever you are. Close your eyes, please. Lift up your right hand and I will pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. I want Jesus to come into my heart to be my Lord and my Savior. Lift your hand. If you are lifting, I lift it high above your head. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. I want... If you are lifted your hand, please come to me. I'll pray with you. Come to me. I'll pray with you. Come. I'll pray with you. You lifted up your hand. My sister over there, come to me. I'll pray with you. Come. If you lifted up. Don't, don't take it as a joke. Come to me. I'll pray with you. Save your life. Save your life. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. I'll pray. It's better to be sure than to be unsure. Pray this prayer. If you are in front, pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord, look at me so you can hear what I'm saying. Say, dear Lord Jesus. I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me 
and he rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Father, thank you for these wonderful ladies. Bless them. Keep them. Use them. Fill them. Wash them with your blood. And fill them with your spirit. Let the salvation be real. In the name of Jesus. Write their names in the Lamb's book of life. That on that day, their name will be found. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, put your hands together for them. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.